Hey there, before we dive into the episode, I want to tell you about a unique opportunity for you and I to work together one-on-one. Right now, I am running a beta coaching program for my updated three-month coaching package, and this is basically the long way to say free coaching in exchange for your feedback. So if you're someone who is struggling with PMS, period pain, with fertility challenges or irregular cycles, then this, my friend, is for you. This could finally be the time for you to understand what is causing your symptoms so they can be a thing of the past. Click on the link in the show notes to learn more and sign up. Hi, everybody. Welcome to I'm Hormonal. This is a podcast where we talk about how to support our hormone health, menstrual health, and how to lean into cyclical living. If you're trying to understand the signals that your cycle is sending you, then you are in the right place. I'm here to share practical tips and information with you that will support you on your quest for hormone balance. I'm Bridget, a functional hormone specialist and menstrual cycle coach, and I'm here to guide you along this journey. Hello, my friends. Welcome back to I'm Hormonal. I'm Bridget, and I'm so glad that you have found me for the first time, or if you're back, then welcome back. I started this podcast because I think that women really deserve easier access to better information about their hormones and about their cyclical health. And I've named it I'm Hormonal because I think that when we all have the knowledge about how our bodies work and why they do the things that they do, then we'll realize that being hormonal is essential and it's beautiful and it's beneficial. So that's what we're here to talk about. More specifically, though, what we're going to go through today are some holiday-related topics. So as we are now in the depths of the holiday season, at least here in the U.S., um, a lot of people are traveling or attending dinner parties, attending other Christmas, New Year, Hanukkah, winter solstice celebrations. And so I just want to talk through a couple things that you might want to be mindful of during this season of the year. And hopefully at the end of this episode, you'll walk away with a couple of practical tips and ideas or reminders about what you should be keeping in mind in order to support your hormone balance. Today, we're not going to be getting into anything uh, particularly tricky, but as always, remember that the information that I share with you is for informational purposes only, and it should not be used as a replacement for any sort of one-on-one support from a certified practitioner or from your healthcare provider. If you do want support from a practitioner like myself, though, then you can go ahead and click the link in the show notes and reach out to me and we can get together. Another quick reminder, you can follow me on Instagram at Bridget Walton, and you can also check out the show notes for any other resources and links that I talk about today. You can also check out BridgetWalton.com for more information. And last but not least, if you find some value in this podcast and you would like to support the show, then you can do so by buying me a coffee and you will find that link in the show notes as well. Now that we've got that out of the way, let's get to the good stuff. And so what we're going to be looking at, again, are the main kind of disruptors that can be 
potentially negatively impacting your hormones throughout the holiday season. So the first thing that I want to touch on is alcohol consumption. If you've been here before, you've heard me talk on this, but alcohol consumption really taxes your liver. Why is that important? That's important because our liver, our liver does a lot of good work for us when it comes to detoxing, um, you know, detoxing our blood and detoxing our bodies as well as metabolizing hormones. And it's doing this all the time at all parts of our cycle. But at some parts of our menstrual cycle, there's, um, you know, maybe like more work to do. So when we are consuming alcohol, our liver has to deprioritize that detoxification or metabolism of our hormone metabolites. And that can have other follow-on effects like more PMS or breast tenderness and other symptoms that are associated with higher estrogen levels or estrogen excess, as you may hear it. So the other thing too is that alcohol in general is inflammatory. So we know that our gut health is really essential for overall wellness, but also, of course, our hormone health. And so it's just important to remember that, hey, alcohol is going to disrupt your digestive system and you want to be aware of that and make sure that you are maybe just consuming in moderation or otherwise minimizing your consumption. If you are going to consume alcohol, then it would be best to, of course, keep hydrated, well hydrated, and make sure that you are eating foods that are um, full of antioxidants. So when you think about nuts and berries and leafy greens, those would be some good things to prioritize, um, you know, impaired, maybe not literally at the same time, but, you know, throughout your day, you're eating good quality whole foods, avoiding, you know, more of the processed stuff per usual. If you would like to add something into your routine, then remember that both milk thistle and dandelion root tea are going to be good to help out your liver in its in its duties. And last but not least, if you want to help out your liver, then what you can do is um, if you use a castor oil pack, right, you're putting the castor oil on your skin in the area you know, of your liver, and that helps to basically get the juices flowing and help to support your liver's detoxification process. Just some things to consider, alcohol consumption around this, around this uh, season of festivities and decide if that's something that you really want to partake in. And if that is something that overall is going to help you to feel your best. The second thing that I want to talk about is sleep. Sleep quality and sleep quantity. Man, if I'm traveling and I know that I'm not going to get enough sleep or get as much sleep as I normally do, I, well, I'm stressing. And maybe I'm a little bit overdramatic about it. I won't pretend that I'm not. But it's really important. Obviously, you... You don't need me to tell you that if you don't get enough sleep, then you're going to feel tired and you're not going to be super happy. But on the next level, deeper, what is happening? Why is this something that we should be aware of? And that's because when you're not getting adequate sleep, then that is disrupting your cortisol balance. Remember that cortisol, which is your stress hormone. Um, It's like on a teeter-totter 
with melatonin and melatonin is your hormone that helps you go to sleep. So when those get out of whack, it can of course, you know, cause you to be more tired during the day. Maybe when it is time to go to sleep, then you're not able to fall asleep. So really, um, you know, being strict with yourself or setting good, clear boundaries with your partner or your siblings or your friends, whoever it is, then that can help you out. Doing that sort of planning on the front end, I have to do this all the time, right? When I go places to say, Bridget, even if it's fun, even if, you know, whatever, people are still up, people are hanging out, you're going to bed at a decent time. And um, so far, I haven't missed anything life-changing. So, so far, it's worked out for me. The other thing that you want to consider here when it comes to cortisol imbalance, or again, in this situation where maybe your cortisol levels are higher than they would otherwise be, that can lead to um, that can lead to increased uh, levels of glucose in your system, which can then lead to increased insulin levels too. And generally, higher insulin levels, higher glucose levels, that can lead to increased inflammation. So not only does the sleep process help you to reduce inflammation and heal those different, uh, you know, I guess ailments, um, but it can prevent you from being able to continue that process because it's just piling on inflammation on top of this. Back to the note of glucose, you might feel more hungry the next day or after a night of poor sleep, so keep that in mind. And when it comes to caffeine, again, follow your heart. If you need caffeine to, you know, stay awake at the dinner table with with your family, then do what you need to do. But for me, at least, when I'm traveling to different time zones or I I really try to avoid caffeine because I don't want to further, you know, aggravate my body, basically. I'm just like, hey, we're going to make it. (laughs) We're going to be fine. But I just try to go, you know, just the decaf route unless I really need to because then when it's time to go to sleep, you're ready to go to sleep and you can get that good quality, deep sleep that really does help to restore you. A couple of quick recommendations to help you get the best sleep you can while you are on the road and traveling is one, get an eye mask. So make sure that your room that you're sleeping in is as dark as possible, easy to do with an eye mask. When it comes to sound, don't be afraid to pick up some earplugs or bring your Bluetooth speaker so that you can play some uh, white noise sound in the background to help you sleep well. Back to the alcohol and caffeine notes, you should know, or, or perhaps you do know by now, that both of those things will disrupt your sleep and prevent you from getting your highest quality sleep. So just make a conscious decision about your consumption and timing of your consumption. Um... And then the last thing I want to mention too is that if you're not getting enough sleep and you're having these, you know, more hunger or more cravings than what you would normally do, just prepare ahead and say, hey, what can I do to make sure that I have a good snack that's going to help me to keep my blood sugar balanced, which will help support your mood, right? And so how do we do that? You accomplish that by... Um, by prioritizing a snack that is higher in fat and higher in protein. 
as opposed to higher in carbohydrates. So um, looking at trail mix or other meat-related, bean-related, you know, if you're into hummus or trail mix or just having a, you know, chicken breast ready to go, like cook a cup of chicken breast once you get to mom's house, sort of thing so that you know that you'll have what you need to feel good and have the energy to have a good time. So the third thing that I think is worth mentioning and is kind of hard to maintain while you're on the move and have so many plans is just honoring your what your cycle is asking you for and honoring what your body is asking you for. So kind of just generally living in alignment with your cycle. And this is obviously not quantitative like the first two topics were, but you know, it's winter, right? It's it's winter solstice. These are the shortest days of the year. This is really the time for resting. Just like when you're actually on your, you know, when you're actually bleeding in that phase of your menstrual cycle, like this is the time for rest because that's the winter. But it can be hard to say no to things and it's hard to cancel on plans. You know, even if you're like, man, I I just don't have the energy to um, to do X, Y, or Z, to go to this person's holiday party or um, whatever you have on your schedule. And, and that can be hard because you really feel like you have to commit. But here's your friendly reminder, if this is helpful for you, to know that if you need to, you can say no to your plans and you can stay home and you can do what you need to feel your best. I think this one is the hardest to kind of abide by because it's the most um, subjective, I guess, right? There's so many different ways that this can look. But I think that what you can do if you if you want to kind of focus on having your having your days go in alignment with where you're at and what you're able to meet based on where you're at in your menstrual cycle is to really just take some time to do that planning ahead of time. Maybe that's easy or maybe that's hard for you. Personally, I love to plan. I probably love to plan more than I love to actually execute the plan. And that's probably a problem for a different day. But regardless, taking the time to think ahead, plan ahead, Make sure that you aren't booking yourself, you know, too full and that you have the time to rest or, you know, something more practical for, again, if you are traveling in the next couple of weeks here, then what can you do to get some time alone? You know, are you with your family and you can ask your sibling to, you know, your sibling or your partner or your parents to, hey, can you take my kids for a couple of hours? Uh, You know, they can go ice skating and see Santa and you can um, spend some time by yourself at the coffee shop. Or maybe it's just when it's time somebody needs to make a grocery store run, then you can go make that grocery store run by yourself. I know that's not super creative. I'm not like changing the world with those suggestions, but you see where I'm going with that. Just take the time to plan ahead, be aware of what you need, and make sure that you're setting those boundaries, I guess, really around those things. The other thing I want to mention here is 
just really making sure that you're aware of where you're going to be at in your cycle, you know, when you're traveling. Is it going to be, are you going to be traveling in the two days before your bleed begins when, you know, you always know that you are at your, you know, lowest energy levels and when you're not feeling the best and how can you prepare yourself for that physically and mentally and just be taking care of your health. So if you're not sure yet of what day of your cycle you'll be on when you, you know, on Christmas, if you celebrate Christmas or on New Year's when you're planning a big trip with the girls, then maybe just take a couple minutes to investigate that and um, get your plans together. But yeah, so this this third one is um, kind of an amoeba. It's it is whatever you want it to be. It really just depends on what is your current practice of living cyclically. You know, do you sync your food, um, your meals to the phase of your cycle that you're in? And if you do, that's great. And and how can you bring that to your family? Maybe that's something that they would be interested in as well. If you want to learn a little bit more about how you can sync with your cycle, then you can go ahead to the show notes and check out the link to the cycle syncing guide. It'll give you a couple of suggestions about what you might want to eat, how you might want to exercise, and other considerations for your mood and activities, um, depending on where you're at in your menstrual cycle. So give that a look if you're interested. Let's go ahead and close out for today with just a couple of tips that I'm going to run through sort of chronologically throughout your day of suggestions on how you can put these practices in place to support your hormone balance. So first and foremost, get plenty of sleep. If you're in a new time zone or waking up in a new time zone, then focus on eating a protein and fat rich breakfast. That will help to set your blood sugar on a good trajectory for the day and help you sustain your energy and and feel good. Um, If you're in a new time zone, again, just consider avoiding caffeine to help out your sleep cycle. But regardless of that, when you get up in the morning, get outside, go for a walk, get the sunlight in your eyes, even um, even if it's a little bit cloudy wherever you are get outside and get moving a little bit, which will also help you with your blood sugar and getting some movement in or continuing your exercise regimen, whatever that may be, will help to support your liver as well. My next suggestion is to focus on veggies and fiber throughout all your meals so that you can really um, focus on keeping your bowel movements regular each day. So remember that Having regular daily bowel movements is essential for eliminating a lot of your hormone metabolites. So for example, if you're getting to the end of your menstrual cycle and you're not having those daily bowel movements like you normally do, you could be having estrogen that recycles into your system. And when you have higher levels of estrogen, that can present with symptoms like breast tenderness and maybe more cramping when your bleed does begin, bloating, etc. 
I like to bring my own shampoo and soap bars when I travel so I can avoid using other people's or the hotel's um, care products that may not be as clean as what I prefer to use and that have toxins in them that can impact your endocrine system. So if that's something you've got at home, throw them in your bag before you go. And last but not least, when it comes to desserts, and this is on the same note of blood sugar uh, stabilization, eat your dessert as an actual dessert after a meal, as opposed to eating, you know, a standalone cookie or two throughout the day or, you know, I mean, I don't get me wrong, I would love to open up the fridge in the morning and eat a piece of you know, cheesecake leftover from Christmas, but eating it as a dessert and after your main meal will help to, uh, it'll help to prevent that blood sugar spike that may otherwise occur. So guys, that's it. I hope that this kind of um, quick episode was helpful for you. Uh, Safe travels wherever you are headed, or if you're hanging at home like me, just enjoy the calm. Enjoy the calm. If you want a little bit more information on some of the symptoms that I talked about today, or just generally, if you have some symptoms and you're like, hmm, is this, could this be rooted in hormonal imbalance? Then go ahead to bridgetwalton.com slash common symptoms, and you can download my free guide that just talks you through the five most common symptoms for hormone imbalance and what else you might want to investigate or consider to resolve that. If you thought that this was a helpful episode and would be a good aid for your upcoming celebrations, please send this to a friend or a family member who would appreciate these reminders as well. Don't forget to subscribe and rate or review the podcast. Last but not least, if you're wondering if one-on-one coaching would be a good fit for you, click the link in the show notes to set up a free discovery call with me. I am so grateful for you listening today and especially for those of you who have made it all the way to the end here. Because of the holidays, you won't see a new episode in your feed next week, but I will see you back here at the start of 2024. All right. Thank you so much. Enjoy the rest of your year and I will see you soon. Follow that cyclical living or that cyclical cycle. And that sounds dumb. Let me start with this section over.